0: One of the core doctrines of the Christian faith is that Jesus is God. And yet, there are many people who say Jesus is not God. This even includes some who profess to be Christian. What do we say to those who deny Jesus is God? That's the question we'll answer here on Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report a podcast dedicated to helping provide clear teaching about Bible prophecy and the end time. This is Steve Miller. You may be wondering what the deity of Christ has to do with Bible prophecy and current events, which are the usable topics on this podcast. It helps to keep in mind that the grand focal point of the entire Bible is Jesus Christ. The Old Testament looked forward to his first coming and his death and resurrection, And the New Testament is filled with prophecies about his second coming, when he will take the world back from his enemy and set up his millennial kingdom. That which a person chooses to believe about Christ will determine his or her eternal destiny. Scripture teaches that Jesus is God, and to acknowledge that is essential for salvation. Because if we say Jesus is not God, then we are rejecting what he said about himself. We are rejecting the true Jesus, and to do so leads to eternal condemnation. Let's turn our attention now to the evidence that shows Jesus truly is God. People today hold to a wide variety of opinions about Jesus. There are some who say he was simply a great man or a great teacher. There are others who say he was a prophet, and there are still others who say he is the Son of God or a God, but not God Himself. What's shocking is that there are even people who profess to be Christian and yet they deny the deity of Christ. Back in 2020, Lifeway Research did a survey that shows 30% of those who claim to be Christians agree with the statement, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. While we can expect incorrect views about Jesus to be widespread outside the church, it's disturbing to see such thinking become more common inside the church. So what can we say to those who deny Jesus is God? There's an abundance of evidence we can point to. And a good way to keep this simple is to break this down into three key areas of proof. First, Jesus himself said he is God. Second, Jesus is able to do only what God can do. And third, Jesus is a prophet, and only God can predict the future. Let's start with what Jesus said about himself. Jesus clearly stated that he is God, he wasn't vague about this. For example, In John chapter 8, we read about a conversation between Jesus and the Jewish religious leaders of his day. In this conversation, they talked about Abraham. Starting with verse 56, Jesus said, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. In response, the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus was telling his listeners that he existed before Abraham, and he identified himself as I am, which is the term God used to speak of himself in the Old Testament in Exodus 3.14. There, you'll remember that God told Moses that he was the great I am. The Jewish leaders who heard Jesus call himself I Am realized he was claiming to be God. They immediately understood the point he was making, and they considered it blasphemy. We know this because in the very next verse, we read that they picked up stones to throw at him. Now let's go to another passage. In John 10.30, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. That's like saying we are one and the same. Jesus' meaning was clear, and once again his listeners picked up stones to kill him. When Jesus asked why they wanted to stone him, they said in verse 33, We are going to stone you for blasphemy because you, being a man, make yourself God. Notice that Jesus didn't correct them. He didn't say, Wait a minute, you misunderstood me. Instead, Jesus repeated his claim to be God. A few verses later, In verse 38, Jesus said that he does the same works as the Father. He said, If you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. So three times already, we see Jesus declare that he is God. That's what he himself said, which means that those who say he is not God are contradicting Jesus himself. They're saying he was wrong. They're saying we cannot trust what Jesus said. So the first thing we can say to those who deny Christ's deity is that Jesus himself said he is God. That leaves us with a choice. Either we believe him or we reject his claims. Let's move on to our second point. Jesus is able to do what only God can do. A moment ago, we learned from John 10.38 that Jesus does the same works as the Father, he was saying that the things I do are the same thing that the Father does, and this is a clear profession of his deity. So, as we look through the Bible, any time we see Jesus do something that only God can do, we are being given proof that Jesus is indeed God. For example, in Colossians chapter one, verses fifteen to seventeen, we read this about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth. Then a few words later we read, All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. So Jesus was involved in creating the universe. He already existed before anything was created. For him to be the image of the invisible God is to say he is God. And to say he created all things and that he holds them together is to say he is the creator and sustainer of all things. These are things only God can do. And if Jesus can do them, that means he is God. In the New Testament, we read of times when Jesus forgave people of their sins. We see this happen with the paralytic. In Mark chapter two, and with a woman in Luke chapter seven, again the Jewish religious leaders rebuked him and said, "Only God can forgive sin. That's true. It is impossible for any man to forgive another man's sins because we are all sinners. But Jesus wasn't a sinner, as John chapter one says. He is God in human flesh. He is God incarnate, and the fact he had the authority to forgive tells us." He is God. Still another indicator that Jesus is God is his control over nature. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27, we read about how he calmed the storm. In Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33, we read about how he walked on water. Another thing Jesus did that only God can do is that he raised people from the dead. In Matthew 9, he raised a ruler's daughter. In Luke 7, He raised a widow's son, and in John 11, He raised His friend Lazarus from the dead. Before He raised Lazarus back to life, He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Only God has power over death, and only God is the source of life. And if Jesus has power over death and is the source of life, then that means He is God. All these actions confirm that Jesus is God. He did what only God can do. And those who say Jesus is not God have to decide. Will they believe what Jesus said about himself based on his works? Or will they ignore that evidence? That brings us to our third area of proof. Jesus is a prophet, and only God can predict the future. No mortal can predict the future with 100% accuracy. No one. Look at what God said about himself in Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things not yet done. God said there is no one else who can prophesy the future. There is no one who can look ahead and predict exactly what would happen. And yet, Jesus did exactly that, which can lead us to only one conclusion. Jesus is God. In the Gospel accounts about Jesus, we read many prophecies that he gave, and his track record of fulfillment is a hundred per cent. Let's look at some of the prophecies he proclaimed in matthew sixteen twenty one Jesus predicted the city in which he would die in matthew twenty six two Jesus described the kind of death he would die as well as the time of his death in John two verses eighteen to twenty two he said He would rise on the third day. In Matthew 26, 31 and 32, He predicted that the disciples would abandon Him. Then two verses later, He said Peter would betray Him. In Luke 19, Jesus prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem. And in Matthew 24, He said the temple would one day be destroyed. In Acts 2, verses 1 through 4, He spoke about the coming of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 21:24, Jesus said there was coming a day when the Jewish people would be scattered, but he also said they would be regathered. That's exactly what happened. From AD 70 onward, the Jewish people were scattered worldwide, then in 1948, the nation of Israel was reborn. And there is one prophecy from Jesus that is still being fulfilled even now. Jesus said in Matthew 16:18, "On this rock I will build my church. Jesus is still building his church today. Every person who becomes a believer is being added to the church. Not only was Jesus a prophet, he was the greatest of all the prophets. He did more than foretell the future. Because he is God, he planned the future and he orchestrated it. All the prophets who preceded him merely spoke about what would happen. But Jesus was able to fulfill what was to happen. The human prophets had limited knowledge and power. Jesus was all-knowing and all-powerful. They spoke for God. Jesus was and is God. And most wonderful of all, the earthly prophets pointed to the salvation that was to come. And the heavenly prophet, or Jesus, was that salvation who came. And it is he who makes us right. With God. The evidence that Jesus is God is overwhelming, and that's from looking at just three key areas. First, Jesus himself said he is God. Second, Jesus is able to do what only God can do. And third, Jesus is a prophet, and only God can predict the future. All this is powerful evidence that Jesus is not merely a great man, he is not simply a God or some kind of divine being. Jesus clearly declared that he is God, and he proved it through his actions and his prophecies. He did what only God can do. No man can do what he did, which leaves people with a choice. They can either accept the evidence or reject it. To say Jesus isn't God is to make him something he is not, and to agree that Jesus is God is to agree with the amazing evidence we've looked at. This brings us to one last question. Why is this all so important? Consider this. If every one of Jesus' prophecies related to his first coming was fulfilled accurately, then we can be certain that every one of his prophecies about his second coming will be fulfilled accurately. Jesus said he will return. He is coming back in judgment to destroy his enemies, and to establish his kingdom on earth. He will rule in Jerusalem, and all those who are true believers will rule alongside him. Here's the problem for those who don't believe Jesus is God. That Jesus doesn't exist. For us to have a right relationship with Jesus, we must agree with what he said about himself. Jesus not only said he is God, but he also said he is the Savior, he is Lord, and he is judge. If we don't accept him as Savior and Lord, then we will face judgment from him. This is why it's so vital that we have a right view of Jesus. Only when we agree with what Jesus said about himself can we have a part in his future kingdom and live for all eternity with him. The night before Jesus died on the cross, Jesus told the disciples he would soon be leaving them. He had already told them that he would soon die. The disciples struggled with this. They couldn't understand why Jesus had to die. It was in this context that Jesus said to them in John 14, verses 6 and 7, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. In response, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And notice how Jesus answered Philip, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? Hear once again. Jesus makes it clear he is God. And notice what else he says. Believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Believe that he and the Father are one. That's the choice that confronts every human who has ever lived. Will we believe what he says about himself? And will we turn away from our sin and receive him as Savior and Lord? over our lives, knowing that salvation is possible only through Him. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Foreshadows Report. What we believe about Jesus is extremely relevant for all of us, and it's relevant to our future, to where we will spend eternity. Not only is Jesus the grand focal point of all the Bible, but he is also the grand theme of all Bible prophecy. He is promised that he will return to establish his kingdom. That is a promise that gives every believer hope and it gives reason for every unbeliever to turn to him as Savior and Lord. This episode brings us to the end of Season 6 of Foreshadows Report. For the next two weeks, we will feature past podcasts that are among the favorites of our listening audience. Then on Tuesday, March 12th, we will begin Season 7. And if you want to stay in touch during that time, be sure to subscribe to my Foreshadows Report social media post on Telegram Messenger channel. One way to do that is to go into Telegram and subscribe to Foreshadows Report. Or you can go to my website, thiemillerresources.com and there you will find a link to all my Foreshadows Report posts. Through these posts, I share about Bible prophecy and what is going on in the world. And every Saturday and Sunday, I share encouraging words from the Bible as well as from Christian books. Thank you again for supporting this podcast by listening to it. And I'm grateful to Harvest House Publisher for making this podcast possible.